Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I will be riding solo here uh, for this wonderful six-game slate for your Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you had a lovely week. There's actually not a whole lot of injury news um, on this slate here, so we're going to run through it here real quick, but nothing really uh, too key, and there's not a whole lot of it. Anthony Simons has been upgraded to questionable with that ankle injury, so can start to fade some of those Portland guys we've been playing. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is probable to return to the lineup with his ankle injury as well, so we can probably fade Dennis Schroeder there. Uh, Nicholas Claxton, questionable with a thumb-slash-Achilles injury. Uh, I know he sat out more, probably more or less for rest purposes, so I'm going to assume he's more on the pro- more on the probable side than the doubtful side here. Cam Johnson, same story. Uh, sat out with quote-unquote knee soreness, but it was back-to-back for the Nets. I'm assuming both those guys play at this point. Uh, Royce O'Neal, knee injury, same thing. So, if those three guys are in, that's all, actually, I think, Everybody I just mentioned there is is playing and not actually out. So these are just guys that are returning to the lineup most likely uh, instead of people that are out. So, yeah, not, everyone's healthy so far. Obviously, things will change, so keep your eye on that. I can almost, based on what I'm seeing here, I can almost 100% guarantee, uh, I'll say 98% guarantee that uh, things are going to change between now and tip-off. Someone's going to be ruled out. Someone's going to sit. It is the middle of silly season, basically. But... Actually, with this slate of games, you know, it's actually a slate of games here that I feel pretty confident that, you know, we're going to get some competitive games here. You've got Atlanta and Washington both vying for a play-in spot there. Portland and Philadelphia. Portland not quite given up just yet. Philadelphia, obviously, always a good good team and not, not really resting guys just yet. Cleveland and Miami, same, same thing there, uh, you know, just jockeying for a playoff position at this point. Uh, Brooklyn's still on the playoff hunt here. Um, Minnesota also. Now, Denver and San Antonio, that's kind of where things get a little wonky. That's actually one of the games I have most interest in, too. But again, I think it's a 12.5-point spread in favor of Denver. So, And then you got Toronto, who's still looking for that playing spot, and the Lakers, who are, I believe, in ninth right now and uh, looking to uh, get make sure they secure that top playing spot, if not get into the playoffs. I mean, hey, man, the Lakers are on a tear recently. So so actually had a pretty good slate of games here late in the season here where we can pretty much guarantee everyone's going to try to play their guys as long as they're healthy. Uh, with the one wonky exception being Denver and San Antonio. Let's just start there. Let's talk about Denver and San Antonio. So, yeah, I think um, the spread here, 12.5 points, I think it makes sense. Um, right now, the total is at 234.5 for this game, which I think is going to come down. I know uh, Mr. Mike Fiddle, if you don't follow Mike Fiddle, you should go follow him on Twitter. Uh, wonderful, wonderful capper of sports here is uh, betting the under in that game as part of our wager pass. And I have to I have to ride that with him because I do believe this is going to go on to that, that score there. I think it's going to be a blowout in favor of Denver. And San Antonio is just not going to be able to score. And Denver, Denver keeps the, the pace slow anyways. Or Denver is going to come out and struggle like they did against the Bulls. And uh, it's going to be a lower scoring affair than, than what the books are giving them credit for right now. But let's talk about DFS. So I do like to take some stabs at some guys on Denver here. Um, again, I think it could be a blowout here. I like taking stabs at some of the lower-priced guys, so I'm, I'm looking at, like, a Reggie Jackson at 3,500. I think he's a solid guy. Uh, been getting minutes in the mid-20s. Um, obviously, you know, the Nuggets are healthy, and if this ends up being a game, maybe he only gets 15 minutes or so. 
But I still think, you know, if the, if the Nuggets end up blowing him out, you know, he could see, you know, high 20 minutes. I think he's pretty relatively safe to get mid to, to high 20-minute uh, mark here against the Spurs. And we all know that he has the ability to go off. So I think he's really good, really solid GPP play at 3,500 there. I also like Bruce Brown at 4,300. Old Bruce, he is uh, playing relatively well. I think there's a few, there's not a lot of many guys that are like 4,500 and under that are pretty consistent with their DK point output. So I think he's more of a cash play maybe. But if you need some filler for your GPP lineup, I don't mind him either. Because again, uh, you're looking at guys 4,500 under, there's not really a whole lot to like down there on this slate. So you got to go there. You got to go there. Uh, I think probably my favorite play on the Nuggets here is Michael Porter Jr. at 5,700. He is a starter. He does run that risk of uh, you know being sat in the fourth quarter if it ends up being a blowout. But in order to get to a blowout, guys, you know what has to happen is that the Stars have to score a lot of points, a lot more points than, than the opposition. So unless the Spurs are just putting up absolute brick after brick after brick, which could happen, that could be wrong, but as long as they're playing somewhat decently, the Nuggets will have to put points on the board to put this team away. And uh, we all know Michael Porter Jr. is capable of that. And it's one of those uh, you know matchups where I think Jokic takes a backseat yet again. Uh, two games now without a triple-double in a row. Make it three probably in this one. I, I might, if I have a chance to, I might bet against him for the triple double. Hmm. I don't know. I'll think a little bit more about that one. But I think it is one of those games where he takes a little bit of a backseat here. Um, and Michael Porter Jr. is a guy that can absolutely go off uh, from the passes that, you know, Jokic has given him. So, and if you want to spin up on this game, uh, don't advise it. But one guy I am looking at here, it's not Jokic. I am looking at Jamal Murray at 7,600. If you think it's going to be a close game. He might be a guy that I would consider uh, just based on the way he's been playing recently and the price point. I think there's other guys in that 11,000-ish price point if you want to go that direction. I'm not personally going that direction on this site. Don't think you have to. But there's other guys that are more um, more solid and, and like reasonable. And, uh, I mean, you know. Anthony Davis at 11,000. Like, that's, we'll talk about that in a bit. I think there's other guys. That's basically what I'm going to say. So, I'm not going to Jokic. I'm going to go Jamal Murray if I'm going to spin up on this game. On the other side of the ball for the Spurs, I do actually like a few of these guys here. Um, you know, again, Denver kind of keeps the pace kind of slow. But we got a couple interesting guys here that are priced down because they've been out for a long time with injuries. Um, so, the Spurs might be creeping up here and might surprise people here. Hmm, starting to think a little bit more about that. Plus 12.5 spread, but but they got Devin Vassell at 5,600. His minutes have been wrapping up. This is his third game back from injury, that magical third game we always talk about. By the way, that's something I totally made up. There's no magical rule that the third game back from an injury means you're going to produce anything more than what you have already. But uh, but I do feel like, you know, if you kind of uh, took a, a big sample size of that, it is kind of the minute, you know, it, I think for, for the biggest thing we're looking at here is minutes. The minutes are really ramping up here. He had 29 in the last game. So, you know, you're looking at guys, uh, maybe it's if you take a, a sample size, a sizable sample size, and look at the third game back, that's when they you know, hit that 30-minute mark, 30-plus-minute mark, more often than not. So maybe that's where I got it from. But yeah, 23 minutes in the first game back, 29 minutes in the last one. I mean, he basically hit 30 in the last one. Uh, Spurs aren't trying to win games, but they're probably not going to win this one anyways, so might as well let the young guy play. Yeah, I'm liking some Divin Vassell. I'm also liking another guy, uh, same kind of reasoning here. I don't have him in my current, current lineup that I've made, but very intriguing to me is Trey Jones at 5,300. 
another guy that's been out for a while with with injury, and people are going to have forgot about him. But I think this is also his third game back, if I'm not mistaken. So <laughs> there you go. Time to test out that theory in this game alone. Spurs, obviously, it's a little bit of a crapshoot. You're not sure what they're going to do from day to day. Um, I'm personally not playing Zach Collins, no matter if he plays or not. It's a very rough matchup to play against uh, Jokic. Uh, not defend. I mean, Jokic doesn't play a lot of defense. We saw it against the Bulls. Um, not a great defender, but having to guard him on the defensive end when you're playing defense is uh, going to take a lot of energy out of you. So I don't have a lot of interest in Zach Collins at 6,600. He Maybe he goes off. Who knows? Anyways, moving on. Let's talk about some other games here. And uh, before I do, I do want to talk to you guys about sportsethos.com where we can go to sign up for our DFS pass, which is still available. Go get it, man. Seriously. Uh, it's going to help you win. You're going to be able to talk to us. And if you don't win this season, it's going to help you win next season. You can pick our brains as to like what we do in terms of you know, what contests we pick. Um, just basic concepts like you know, do you stack in NBA DFS? If you're new to NBA DFS... It's perfect for you. It's four ninety nine a month. Sportsethos.com. Go sign up for a DFS pass. Let's talk about my second favorite game on the slate here for targets, and that's the LA Lakers versus the Toronto Raptors. I don't know why I said it like that, but uh, both these teams, like I said, jockeying for position here. They're both really hungry for a win. Um, think it's going to be a battle. Both pretty decent teams at this point. You know, the Lakers did really well at the trade deadline. I mentioned that. I said as much. Didn't expect them to, to continue to climb the standings with without LeBron James, which so that's been a little bit of a surprise. But it hasn't been surprising to me that they've been better, especially on the defensive side of the basketball. But anyways, I digress. Lakers in Toronto. I like have some interest, obviously, on the Toronto side. I think most of my interest, yeah, most of my interest here. I've got three plays on the Toronto side. I've got Pascal Siakam, 8,700. That's just too cheap. We're really looking at Trey Young on the last slate. He really paid off for us. Uh, same thing with this one. Pascal Siakam, 8,700. Just too cheap. Too cheap for the guy. Um, hasn't really had a string of really good games. It's been like 30, 35 DK points over the last four or five games. So not necessarily knocking it out of the park recently. But, you know, maybe Jared Vanderbilt stops and slows down Pascal Siakam. I just don't, I don't believe it. Pascal Siakam isn't one of those guys where it's like a perimeter guy where he's trying to get a shot off. It's more of a guy that gets downhill, gets to the bucket, um, relies on his teammates to get him baskets. Speaking of his teammates, Fred Van Vliet, 8,300. I probably have even more interest in him. And that is also too cheap. <laughs> I know we're uh, we're all going to mention, you know, hey, uh, this guy is uh, just called out that ref. Uh, I can't remember his name now. I'm blanking on his name. But just absolutely de demolished this ref that, that just was not given a whistle last game and got fined $30,000. Do you think he's not motivated to have a good game in this one? I'll tell you what. I don't know if there's a place, um, exotic market out there you can bet this, but go bet him not being ejected from this game. <laughs> go bet him not getting a technical in this game. <laughs> I think he'll win that bet. I really do. Um, I think they're going to be extra cautious around him. Maybe he gets a friend of whistle. You know, if you like narratives, maybe that's that's something that uh, that happens. But I'm not banking on that. But I do think that you know he's a good play there, at 8300. Jakob Pertl, 6900. Not a guy I've been rostering a lot. I've been it's been biting me. Obviously, want to roster him more. Um, but it's hard to deny the uh, minutes he's getting, the usage he's getting. You know, he's getting basically 30 minutes a game. 
he had a crap ton of minutes in the last one, if I recall. Um, let me see here. He had, oh, he said 30. He had 32 the game before that, 32 on the 2nd of March. He had 24 in that game against Washington on the 4th, but a little bit of foul trouble. So as long as he stays out of foul trouble against the Toronto or against the uh, Lakers, I think he's pretty much locked in 30 minutes here at just 6,900. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, other side of the basketball, we have the Lakers. I've got to have Anthony Davis, 11,000. Got to have him on my radar. I'm not putting him in my GPP lineups, but um, if you play cash, I think he's going to be very popular in cash. I think it makes a lot of sense. I don't see anyone else at that in that top tier that is more safe than him. So take advantage of it. Go get him. 11,000. All right, um, that's really the only two games I've got like a lot of plays in. I've got one play in a couple other games, and I've got two plays in the last game here. So I've got one play in Washington and Atlanta. I've got Bradley Beal, 8,400. Still too cheap. Still too cheap. Um, hit value for us in that last game against Atlanta, just like we said he would. I've got him in my lineup. Um, not much more to say here. He's just looking like that, um, you know, that prolific score that we knew for years. Starting to look like that again. And Atlanta's not a good defensive team. So there you go. Brooklyn in Minnesota. This is a little bit out of character for me. And he's going to be a very risky play. But Mikhail Bridges at 8,200. We have to kind of keep our eye out here if there's any minutes restriction. Uh, you know, Jacques Vaughn did say he was going to keep his minutes down in the first half of a back-to-back here against Milwaukee. And he, he stayed true to his word with that one. I would assume Mikhail gets a whole host of, of minutes in this one. And if he does, he's a decent play, 8,200, against the Minnesota you know, Timberwolves team that likes to play fast, doesn't play a lot of defense. Um, what I was keeping my eye on with Mikhail Bridges was he got 13 shots up, I believe, through that first half. If I, if I remember correctly, through two quarters, 13 shots. Well, I remember I was looking at the box score because I had Cam Thomas in my DFS lineups, who ended up having a decent game, but everyone else on the roster had like two shots, and he had 13. So if that's the case, if that's kind of usage he's going to get, 8,200 is uh, going to be a steal. Um, the question mark becomes, you know, is he going to get a whole host of minutes? And is he going to go 4 of 13 again, or is he going to go, you know, 8 of 13? And then hopefully down the line, you know, 12 of, of 21 or something, something along those lines, right? That's what we want. And it's possible. Mikhail Bridges has been playing very well. Um, all right, last game here. I've got two plays here for you guys, Philadelphia and Portland. Uh, on the Philadelphia side of the ball, I'm going to go ahead and mention them. It's uh, Tobias Harris, 5,900. Um, going to continue to roster this guy. I've been rostering him since he's been sub-6,000. I think once he comes up in that 62, 6,500 range, somewhere in that range, you know, that's where he should be. So he's a little bit cheaper than he should be right now. And it's a good matchup. Portland, I mean, they've got some wings. They've got some defense. Traded Josh Hart. So I think it's a decent matchup for him. So, yeah, Tobias Harris, 5,900. I'm, I'm into that. Not really playing the stars in this one. I think you can. I think for GPPs especially, they'll, they're probably going to have some low ownership here. So Harden, Embiid, Lillard. I'd go with those guys over uh, Jokic for sure. 
don't think I'd go with them over an Anthony Davis in a cash setting. No, no way. But, but yeah. On the other side of the ball in Portland, I know I said, you know, we've got uh, Anthony Simons back. He might not play a whole host of minutes, though. So one guy I'm looking at here is a potential punt play. And, again, this is a punt play. I'm not expecting a whole lot. Maybe 15 DK points or something like that. If he gets more, great. Shade on Sharp at 3,200. I think he's probably my favorite punt play right now on the uh, the whole slate. But, of course, that will change as injury news drops. So go get that DFS pass so you can see where we go with it. You're going to want to do that. So moving on, though, let's talk about Thrive Fantasy. If you're not thriving, go to thrivefantasy.com. Use promo code ETHOS to sign up and get a deposit match bonus up to 250 bucks. Um, Thrive, uh, it's also only a five-pick tournament here, so you only get five picks. First one I got is Kristaps Porzingis at 31 point, over 31.5 points and rebounds. Over 31.5 points and rebounds. That's 100 points against Washington. Just had a killer game against them. Uh, Gafford's a little banged up. Got banged up twice in that game. Uh, I just don't think... Don't think, uh, for me... Wait, why do I have versus Washington? That doesn't make sense. He's on Washington. I'm a silly, silly goose. This is against Atlanta. Um, I don't think, you know, when you talk about Atlanta, they don't guard the center position well, even though they've got Anika Kongu and, uh, and Clint Capella. Centers continue to give them problems, so... I do like that over. I also like Aaron Gordon over 5.5 rebounds. That's 90 points against the San Antonio Spurs. Spurs are going to put up a lot of shots that aren't going to be quality shots. Probably going to lead to a few more rebounds. I've got the under in that, under in that game too, so there you go. 5.5 rebounds for Aaron Gordon. Last one I got here is Anthony Davis over 48.5 points, rebounds, and assists. That's 130 smackaroos against the Toronto Raptors. I mean, like the Raptors, um, the Raptors are a good defensive team. They had struggled against the center position. Jakob Fertel's helped them a lot there. But Anthony Davis is pushing for a playoff spot here. Um, really trying to get his, his work in, trying to carry his team. I think this is a good number here for him. I know it's a high number, but I think it's a good number here, especially considering you get 130 points for that play. And you need to beat the field. So that's one thing. It's a little game theory for you. Play that big nine. That's what I would say. That's it, though, guys. That is it. That is all for me. I am Keith Cork, and you can follow me on Twitter at at Keith. And please, wherever you're listening to the show, please like, subscribe, leave us a review. We love you guys. But until next time, go get that money.